Alright guys, how's it going? Connor here from CG Consulting. This is going to be my second night doing this. I'm going to try to keep up with it and keep consistent, um, but as I talked about last night as far as motivation goes, everybody's always looking for motivation, but motivation's very fleeting. Um, yeah, this is new to me and I'm excited about it and that's why I want to do it, but a big part of it is having to be consistent and having to be you know, focused on doing it and just plowing away at it and enjoying the experience, so to speak, instead of, you know, just riding the waves of motivation. Um, this, if you're listening to me on Apple Music or Google Play Store, or I think it goes on to Spotify as well, um, the first episode isn't actually on those because I had a little glitch last night. But if you jump over to Anchor, you can listen to it there. If you're listening to me, you know, months and months down the road and you're starting here, uh, unfortunately, I guess Anchor gets rid of um, podcasts after a certain period of time. So um, then I guess you'll just have to start episode two. Anyways, tonight I wanted to talk about something that um, goes into what I talked about yesterday. Um, goes more into the category of mindset. Now, it's interesting when we think about mindset or beliefs or anything like that, we think of it as kind of something that shapes us or that we really don't have that much control over. Um, One of the interesting analogies that I like to use is that if you have any familiarity with computers... um, there's PCs, which use, you know, Windows, and then there's uh, Apples, which use, you know, the Mac or the, you know, Apple iOS, iOS, um, to function. But it's interesting because you get a whole different look and feel out of both of those computers. You have one, and me being a PC fan, I do like PC a lot because I game and I just like the more robustness of, um, of PC. So I'm a little biased in that aspect. I do have an I do have an iPhone, so I do like Apple products as well. But um, with that bias of saying that Windows is more robust, more kind of open, um, Apple is much more of a refined, sophisticated uh, operating system. They act so much more, uh, are so much different than each other. It's crazy. Just the the sophistication and smoothness of an Apple device versus the more clunky, robust version of PC. And it's interesting because a lot of people think that what makes a Mac or what makes a PC is what's inside them. And that's not the case. In fact, if you were to go to an electronics store or look online and look at what's inside a normal PC and what's inside a Apple computer, they are, for the most part, exactly the same. They have the same processors, they have the same types of RAM, uh, hard drives, all that stuff. And you're probably asking, Connor, what the heck are you trying to get to? Like, you're nerding out here. Um, If we think about humans and we focus on us in a kind of simplistic manner... And this is an interesting thing. This is why I don't see, like, I don't understand, I've never understood, like, racism or um, prejudice and things like that. Because when you boil down two different humans, you have the exact same stuff, 
there's not one race that has like different like types of organs or different types of bones or like there's there's nothing like that they're all the same inside so what takes a pc and a mac and sets them apart and that's their operating system their operating system is how they behave how they handle certain things for example you can't really play video games on a mac like you can on a pc they're just not capable of it you have to actually run um a different program just to run those apps on a Mac. So when it comes to humans, our mindset, our beliefs are more, or not even more, they are exactly an operating system. That's what it boils down to. Our beliefs and our focuses in our life, our goals, our, the way we understand things, the way we perceive everything, those are exact pinpoint marks for what our belief system is or what our operating system is. And I find that interesting when I came upon that analogy to think about it because not every everybody's pretty much the same, but what sets us all apart is how we believe about or what we believe and what we understand and things like that. Now, it's interesting because when we have a belief inside of our mind, it can very easily become something that limits us, that becomes a break point. And that's where we got to focus on things. Sometimes we focus too much as humans on this belief is right and this belief is wrong, or my belief is right here and your, your belief is wrong, or my belief is right right now and maybe you can convince me otherwise. I don't think we should take a viewpoint that any belief is really good or bad. Sure, there's going to be ones that are more close to accuracy or more close to the truth than others, but in majority of beliefs, it's just a perception change. It's a shift that really sh- basically shapes us. I mean, what we believe, what we view, and what we feel inside of us are completely controlled by our belief mechanisms, by our mindset. And so it's less about focusing on what is good and what is bad. The only thing I think belief should ever be kind of held up against is whether this belief is going to be something that helps us or something that pretty much harms us. And... The cool thing I love about this this app, this Anchor app, is I have the I can actually look through my phone and look at notes and things like that. But um, I want to get the statistics right because I took time to look at them. Um, it's kind of an interesting thing because it shows just how much our beliefs are really in charge of what we what we think, what we do. Um, so a little bit interesting thing. Um, for us that have grown up in the Western culture, um, eating dog meat is a very weird or very non, depending on your belief system, very weird or very against what we feel is right. Eating a dog, like that's, it, it may seem evil or twisted in some way. But it's interesting because if you look through history, um, in the early 20th century, in United States during food shortages, a lot of dog meat was sold. 
And in Germany, dog meat was eaten actually until, un, until the 1920s. In the Netherlands, dog meat sausages were very, very, very common in the 1940s. And as many of us know, or maybe joke about things like that, it's still very common in some Asian countries. So the only reason we think something is negative or positive is because of the internal interpretations that we make. And most of our belief systems aren't actually our own, they're of someone else's, whether it's our parents, our family, our friends, our teachers, our society, that one. Pause on that for a second. The biggest shifter, the biggest shape, thing that molds us and shapes us is society. It creates different um, types of personalities in both male and female, ones that they can express their true version to others, um, and then there's a social version. Actually, in the um, study of the female mind, we found that a female's mind is actually subsidized into those two categories, the one person that she is inside, and then also what society and what I coined as the mask, what society has told her that she's supposed to be, things like that. Um, but that's a big thing. It really shows what is acceptable. In one culture, some eating dog meat is fine. In another culture, it was fine up until a certain point, and that's a big that's a big thing to think about. It's really about how we perceive things and how we, you know, really grasp things. So, and this is the big thing. In fact, the actual average person, me and you, have many, many beliefs that directly are detrimental to our levels of happiness. So, they shape whether we're happy or whether we're not. And that's a big, that's a big deal. Because in the end result, yeah, we can have money. Yeah, we can have success. Yeah, we can, you know, have everything we ever wanted. But um, if you don't have happiness, if you don't get that, then no money, no car, no jet ski, no really big house, no anything is ever going to fix that. So what we need to do is constantly go into our minds, our lives, and tear apart what beliefs do I have that are detrimental to me. And there's a lot of beliefs. For example, like I wrote down a lot, eating unhealthy foods will make you fat. So a belief that's built upon health and unhealthy foods. Um, you have to work really hard in order to make money, a belief about acquiring money. Um, there's so many of them by competing with others, putting them down. I become more valuable of a person. That's a belief that leads to higher understanding or basically trying to make yourself feel better. Um, life is about proving you, you are the best. My value as a human being lies in what I do and how others perceive me. It's a dog eat dog world out there. That one's insane. Like when I thought about that one, it's a dog-eat-dog world, dog world out there. I will tell you something. If you find somebody who's successful in business that's really successful and really loves what they do, they won't hurt other people. In fact, they want to bring more people up to their level. Because in fact, the funny thing about that is the people that have been successful, somebody did that for them. And because of what one of my friends from when I was a kid, and he helped me 
basically unleash this entrepreneurial mind by helping me and building interest and rapport with me and showing me what I could be capable of and actually believing and trusting in me and helping me. That's why I help other people. That's why I sell the way I do. Um, that's why I have a podcast now. I'm not trying to get a, I'm not doing a podcast to go, to make money. I'm not trying to make a podcast so people see, Oh, Connor's really smart. We should hire him. No. In fact, a lot of the people that are currently listening to this podcast are people that are either close friends or business partners or people I'm like teaching and training. It's not about the dollar amount. So that's the thing. If you have a doggy dog mind mentality, that's extreme negative. Because not only are you going to step on people that you could have helped, you're going to pass by people that could have helped you thinking that they're trying to manipulate you so that they can get what you're good at and get above you. Not a good thought. And then there's a few other ones you got. You can only trust your family or your very close friends. You should keep your distance from other people. Or gossip is normal and everyone does it. Um, There's so many. And that's interesting because if you go down deeper, one of the more richer beliefs I've kind of found that has a lot more control because we have, it's kind of like a tree. We have all these beliefs and then we have a core kind of pillar belief of that molds and shapes all the other ones. And... I might actually do a few parts on this type of thinking because it's really, really important to understand it and grasp it. And I don't think by any means I can actually cover all that information in one podcast. Um, But bringing it back to a core belief. One of the, we have so many beliefs and I feel that one of the biggest core beliefs that I have found is when, and a lot of these stem off of it. So ones that I can, I can stem off of it. Uh, if I'm not acting like the smartest person in the room, then people are going to look through me and not experience my value or not see me of value. Um, if I don't put others down, which I mentioned earlier, don't put others down, then people won't notice me and they'll view me as below them. Um, other ones like if somebody's acting stupid I should you know go at them and show my dominance in this situation so other people see me as better and there's a bunch of them and I can go on for all those little tiny branches coming off but it boils down to this one belief and it is I am not worthy enough to tell myself I am good enough so I'll say that one more time I am not worthy enough to tell myself that I am good enough. The value that we have is so misconstrued or controlled by our own belief in our own head that if other people don't view me of value, I can't view myself of value. I can't. I can't do it. If nobody else can see it, then how am I gonna? How am I gonna do that? I can't even show them that I'm a value. So, and it's just this loop, this vicious, horrendous, horrible, dark 
loop of going over and over and over and over again. I need, and even if you get what you want, even if somebody, you know, gives you credit or gives you validation, that lasts for a little bit and then you jump back in that loop and keep going, keep going, keep going, which is funny because if you took a second and you sat there and you thought about it and you thought about the people who have influence in their life, who people look up to, who want people want to learn from them, people who want to get educated by them, people who want to be around them, people who, and it goes across anything, whether it's family relationships, uh, friendships, um, especially like romantic relationships. If you don't know who you are inside and you're not very confident of that, you're going to shatter under pressure and you're going to lose all that. But the reality is if you inside yourself view that you are good enough and that you have enough value, other people will see it. In fact, it's so incredibly powerful that if you do that, if you do view yourself as value and that you are good enough, it's so incredibly powerful that people that will come along and try to prevent other people from seeing it or try to cover it over or try to be better than you, it will not work in their advantage. It will. They will be immediately shot down. Because when you are so comfortable with yourself and your dreams and your goals, people are going to... I forget what Malcolm Moore said in that song. They're all question. Question your beliefs. Question your motives. Question everything. And they'll do it viciously. Because a lot of people, like I said, they're still stuck in that loop. They're still stuck in that vicious loop of, I need other people to view that I'm important so I can feel important. But when you are out of that loop and you are just flying around, you know, doing your own thing, you know, following your goals, following it, and you don't even, it's not even just about material, material goals or, you know, things that don't really matter. If you're happy and you view yourself as good enough for anything and you can, and there's a humble part to it, there's a humble part to it because nobody who's good enough just sits there idly and doesn't try to get better so you have to have the humility to get up and try to learn different things constantly constantly analyze yourself i had a conversation recently because i was not hitting my performance something that i had been doing for the past you know year and i wasn't hitting it and somebody who was more in charge of this project, outcome, whatever, um, was getting on me and saying, hey, you need to step it up, you need to step it up. And I took a break from the situation. I came back and I already had my plan and goal. I actually spent a week forcing it out and figuring out what I was going to do, where I was you know, failing at and focusing on that. And I came back and I got, I went to a meeting and they tried to motivate me. And at one point I told this um, this friend of mine that in order for me to get better at this, nothing anyone else is going to say is going to make me do that. It had to be on me. I had to be the one that stepped up to the plate and focused on it and then hit the ball. No one can hit the ball for you. No one. They can tell you how to hold the bat. 
They can tell you where to keep your eyes. They can tell you how to shift your hips, how to swing down into the ball. They can teach you all that. But no one can hit that ball for you. They can't. There's nothing that can happen where that's going to change. So that's the interesting thing. Like I said, you have to have humility. You can believe that you're good enough, but you can be good enough and still improve. You can still be good enough and still get better or learn new things. Here's one belief I want to smash. I want to smash to bits. And I wish that if I had one second of fame where words that I said just kind of resonated it would be that if you are constantly if you are constantly trying to work on every little aspect every little thing, to be the jack of all trades, to be good at every aspect of everything, you do not understand owning your own business. You do not understand entrepreneurship. You do not understand being a leader. You do not understand any of those. If you are constantly trying to to be the best at every little thing, you can't. I'll tell you right now, And I know there's people that are going to argue with me or say, oh, you can, or you can have every single, like, you know, little aspect. Heck, no. Even in a metric form, you start raising one thing, eventually other things are going to fall out. That's how it is. It's simple as that. There's a, people always love to say, jack of all trades. I'm a jack of all trades. I can do that. I can do everything. I can work on my car. I can sell. I can learn psychology. I can do all this different stuff. I'm a jack of all trades. Yeah, you know what the last part of that that statement is? Master of none. Jack of all trades, master of none. It's interesting. You can't put everything, going back to the operating system, the hardware and a computer, you can't put every single little knowledge into any one computer. You can't. A computer can't be good at every single thing. There's computers that are good at you know, text and word documents. There's computers that are good at, um, video games. There's computers that are good at video and photo or photography or video rendering. They aren't, there isn't a computer that's good at every single thing. There isn't. And a lot of you people are going to say, oh, well, I have a computer that's really, really good and can do all the things you mentioned. Yeah, cool. Can it zero us? Can it zero like a, a satellite in a military operation? Can it control, um, can it siphon through, you know, a bunch of different files and find, you know, the one thing that sticks out in the, you know, a law enforcement case or anything like that? No. That is one of the most frustrating and annoying and enraging things that I see people teach. You need to, if you have things that you can work on that are interfering with your life, that are creating, you know, pain points or problems, or uh, maybe you're, you get angry easily, or maybe you um, get defeated easily, 
things like that. You can always work on them. But every little thing in the uh, every little aspect of a business, if you're trying to pretty much get good at all of them, then you're not going to ever be able to do that. You're never how can I say this? You're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to be successful. I promise you. I will tell you. I will look you directly in the eye and say that if you think that you're going to get to a point where you know how to do every little thing and be successful, you can't. You can't study everything and have time to actually implement it. And that's the interesting thing. You can read books. You can listen to me. You can listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. You can listen to a bunch of different other people. And listen to what they have to teach, what they have to say, and you can apply it in your life. That's the big point. You can listen and read and read your till your eyes fall out or listen to podcasts or audiobooks until you're, you can't even listen to anything anymore because your ears hurt for so long. But if you don't go out there and implement it, if you don't go out there and step forward and actually try something and see if it works for you or if it doesn't, that's what matters. And that's the thing. There's going to be things that work for other people that aren't going to work for you. And that's okay. Okay? There are people that can be very aggressive with sales and sell a crap ton of product or services. But there's people like me who have to actually have a connection with a customer and establish value and feel like I'm helping them or it destroys my moral foundation. My moral foundation will not ever tolerate me being the type of person that gets numbers or gets dollar amounts or things like that, even with my own business. There's customers that have explained a problem to me that I could have very easily said, yeah, absolutely, we can totally fix that. But I saw something either of them, they weren't ready, they didn't have the right mindset, or something of me, I wasn't capable of doing it, and I either pulled on someone else, or I consulted them about it, things like that. That's the interesting thing about successful people. Their mind isn't so locked on, oh, well, everybody thinks that I know everything about everything, so um, in order for me to keep up that veil, keep up me feeling good about myself, I gotta, I gotta just throw myself at it. And don't get me wrong, I think throwing yourself at at stuff that's new is an awesome idea. Do it. Especially if you're in the bracket from 18 to 29, 30. 29 or 30. If you're in that age bracket, try everything you possibly can. Don't get locked into one thing and be like, oh, this is what I have to do. Venture out, learn things, talk to different people, talk to different age groups, consult with people, do brainstorms, mastermind. Stop going to the freaking club and the bar constantly and step out and actually meet people and try to get their viewpoint. And guess what? The interesting thing is if you aren't good at something, you will find somebody that's good at something. And it will save you time. You need to value your time. And that's another thing for another podcast about my asphyxiation with time. But I, for example, was looking for a pair of sneakers that I had seen years ago. And I wanted to get them. And I could not find them. My friend David, who for the longest time would actually, he was amazing. He would find these trends 
before they happened with shoes. And I would love watching this kid because he had this gift of knowing what shoe would come out and like, would it like catch on or would it not? But I contacted him because I was looking for these shoes and he found like their like code number and everything and found them like in the UK on this one like, like website. And I, I have them now. And the interesting thing is I could have wasted all my time learning all about that or searching it and finding it, but I tried it, I put some time into it, realized that I was not going to find them and I failed. I'm going to give this over to my expert that knows how to find this stuff and sure as heck, he did. So that's the interesting thing. You need to go out into the world and find people that are good at things that are or better at things than you can ever dream of. That's how you get ahead. You can read books and learn, which is what you're actually doing. You're actually learning from people that are really good at something, but also get out there and find people that have thought patterns and mindsets aligned with yours. And then what they're good at, add them to your arsenal. Cause that's the interesting thing about business. When you're really, really, really good at something because you don't waste your time on garbage because your mindset is so locked in on focusing on what you're good at and you don't have to prove to others that you are good then you find people that are going to help you and then you can go back and forth because what they're special at and what you're special at, usually it's not the same exact thing. So then you can help them here and they can help you there. And guess what? You step even higher up than if you tried to learn it all yourself. That's one of the most frustrating things about like when I watch business, business owners is them trying to do something or learn something or learn every aspect of marketing or business when they should be out there putting a roof on a house or, you know, running the restaurant. They shouldn't have to worry about doing that. Okay. Well, if you're a new startup, maybe it's fine, but not right now. But that's pretty much it. Um, as we wrap it up tonight, um, just keep that in mind that, And it will help you not to be so rigid about beliefs because there are certain beliefs. There are certain beliefs that I will not let anybody else's viewpoint corrupt mine. And they're usually stemming around my moral or my code or things like that as far as me standing up and defending people, me not tolerating bullies, things like that. But there's a lot of things in life that sometimes we're too rigid on and I feel like it hurts us. Because it's interesting, if we open our mind and we learn something new, that that's the thing you want to constantly be doing. Any, if you run into a belief and you immediately say, oh, that, that's it, there's, there's just that belief and I know that's true. I want you to take that wall down for a second. No, like honestly, take your wall down for a second and listen. Listen to this other belief or this other viewpoint. Guess what? It might be better than yours. Oh. <gasps> Wow, right? When we open ourselves up to different viewpoints and different beliefs, that's how we grow. It's simple as that. It is simple as that. So learn from people. Open up your, you know, your belief system to scrutiny from yourself. It feels uncomfortable comfortable after or for the first you know, a couple times you do it. But once you open that up, it, it gets you an advantage that most people don't have. I'll give you the secret right there. 
if you open yourself up and listen to other viewpoints and then constantly take your beliefs and focus on whether they're really, you know, not whether they're true or false, because that's too kind of like binary or black and white, but focus on whether is this belief helping me or is it hurting me? Is it helping me move towards a goal or is it limiting me so that I hold back or I don't jump into this new venture or I don't look at something differently? Because that's what's going to change your life. That's what's going to help you. But anyways, guys, that is it. My name is Connor Gilson and I am the president of CG Consulting. And thanks for joining me once again on this 327 in the morning uh, podcast that I'm doing. So pretty cool. Look, uh, look forward to hearing you or seeing, listening. I probably should go to bed soon. Um, so what I love about podcasts, you don't have to like edit anything and just be hundred percent pure. But, um, I look forward to this journey with you guys. Um, thank you for listening and, uh, I'll keep popping out this content. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.